Testing one, two, three. Welcome back to the RIS Talking with Teachers podcast. My name is Mark Ryan and I'm here with the head of school, Ian College. Good morning, Ian. Morning, Mark. How are you? I'm great. So let's just get this going. You've known me for a few years. Were you able to read me uh, right off the bat? What, what was your general sense? Or let's not even worry about me. How, <laughs> how do, you, uh, do you believe in the idea that instinctively you can kind of know if someone's going to be a fit, especially at Raha or in general? How do you, how do you buy into that idea? Yeah, I, I, th- I think they say don't judge a book by its cover, but actually I think to a large, ex- to a large extent it's true. You, you can read people pretty quickly and first impressions matter. Um, because I think you you see a glint in someone's eye or um, just an approach or uh, you know even the, the the walk and the way people carry themselves I think you can you can tell what a person's like um, I think when you interview people yes I mean sometimes you you might change your mind as you go through a sort of a 30 40 minute interview but normally in the first few minutes you start to think yeah I like this person this person's right or this person's not right so I think there's a tell there's a feel there's a a kind of an um, an unseen kind of aura about people. Yeah. Right. And I think that's been reflected within our school in general. I hear that from people sometimes. They walk into Raha and instantly they feel community or they feel yeah. this this relaxed nature with the staff or people are friendly. How did, how did that come about? Was that here when you arrived? Has it grown? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think, I think it was here when I arrived, but it's certainly grown. I mean, I've said before when we've had all staff parties that I think Raha is unique but I actually can't put my finger on what it is because there's many schools which would seem themselves unique and a great atmosphere and, and you know and great when you walk in but this place just seems to have something something very special about it, it might just be the, the the physical buildings and the campus which make it do make it pretty unique where we are but you walk in it's just a really happy family feel and I think we've worked very hard on getting that message across that it's a happy family and community and that then kind of um, comes self-perpetuating and people feel that and embrace it and because of that the atmosphere is stronger um, and I think that's a good thing and, and I think the people are happy here and everything else but it's still very difficult to exactly put your finger on what that's, what it is that makes you feel great when you walk into school in the morning um, but it's definitely there. And so it's difficult to put your finger on so does that make it a little bit scary for Raha too that you need to create that but you don't know how to put your finger on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, that keeps me awake at night. Yeah. Uh, the new campus is, you know, it's, it, we're, we're expanding so we can spread more IB love, <laughs> so that we can do um, great things for more children. Um, we're in demand and we, we know people want it. Um, and so for Raha to become potentially the biggest single licensed school in, in Abu Dhabi is a great thing. But maintaining that small school sorry, um, uh, big school, small family right. setup is, is tricky and it does keep me awake at night and I think continuing that atmosphere, we've got to think very carefully about how we do that. It will be different building, it will be different setup, but we're looking at sharing, I mean all policies and systems will be the same, but sharing people, so some people move across, some people stay and then vice versa, there's lots of collaboration and obviously because the leadership will be across one school, hopefully from the leadership down the ethos, the culture will spread very quickly across both campuses and be the same. But it's, it, is, it, is, it is the biggest thing, because that's what I think is actually you can put, put learning aside, put teaching aside, put all that aside, because actually if you get the atmosphere, the happiness right first, the teaching and learning just comes. That right. just comes natural. Um, so that's the most important thing to get right, to make people feel like it's the Raha. 
Rahat community. Um, it's a big thing. Okay. I'm going to go into a little bit something different, and it's kind of about celebrations and congratulations on uh, getting Rahat to be the top IB school in the UAE. That was yeah, a, great, isn't it? an amazing announcement. I know all the staff here are pretty excited about it. We had a chance to chat briefly before this podcast aired, and I know that you are an advocate of celebrating moments, whether it's in your personal life, people's birthdays, or things around school. So, celebration, can you talk a little bit about that? Why is it important, and how do you do it? I think, well, I mean, at school, you've got to, and for children and for staff, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to celebrate what's great, you know, because, you know, there's a, stuff out there in the world which is monotonous and boring and mundane and, and some of the things aren't so good. Can you give me an uh, example? <laughs> no, it's just, just kidding. <laughs> Keep going. You know, let's be honest, life can be, life can be mundane. We get involved in the drudgery and you go to work, you go home, you go to work, you go home and, and, and you know, we, we can all get kind of sucked into the kind of routine. Um, so when something special happens, you really need to celebrate and congratulate the people involved because it's, it's important to actually recognise achievements because you can sometimes forget all the good things when you get bogged down in routine. Um, so I think, you know, at school it's important. It's important to not over-recognise either and okay. over-congratulate. If you're doing it every five minutes, well done this, well done that, it just becomes white noise. Right. Um, so it's got to be meaningful um, uh, and, and it's, it's got to be... Is that some tricky sometimes to... Very. When you, you hear something and you want to kind of... I know your, your slogan, shout it from the rooftops... Yeah. And you want to do that, but you have to kind of filter it a little bit. It's incredibly difficult because you'll, you'll, you know, I might, I might send a congratulate email across the school, or I might say something in a staff meeting to certain people. But I also know that there's another fifty people who've done something brilliant in the last three months as well, and I haven't celebrated them, you know, globally. Why? Because I've made a. a, a, a a gut choice to think maybe that wasn't quite as good or I'm overdoing it or I'm constantly congratulating people every day and that just becomes white noise and boring so you've got to pick and choose and hopefully not offend people along the way right um, I guess it's a good position to be in when you're oh, yeah. worrying <laughs> when you're worrying about how much congratulating you need to do you need to do around that campus is, that right? is very true that's very true and, and there's a lot to celebrate here um, but the, th- the good thing is there's such a big group of leaders and, and different teams within the school that I think a lot of the celebrations don't have to come from me there's congratulations within pockets as well and it's going all over the place and I think you know, everyone comes and pats you on the back when this happens and that happens and people have come up and said congratulations to me for being you know the best IB school in the UAE but I keep saying it's not me it's us it's we've all got this you know sure. it's certainly not me um so yeah there's a lot to celebrate um and if we can get something specific to our audience you know one of the biggest kind of stunts or celebrations you've done personally or or with your family, what is something you've really done that you've really celebrated that you could you could share with everybody? What have I done and really celebrated? Um, I, well, actually, my my um, it's not so much a celebration doing something well, but my my son, <coughs> two older boys, one's eighteen, one's twenty one, uh, and they both turned eighteen and twenty one on the fourth and sixth of January this year. Okay. So huge milestones, and we wanted to celebrate celebrate those in a big big way with the boys. Um, so my oldest son came over here from university. We Put him and his friends up in a hotel and gave him a big, a big party. Um, but we, we sent my oldest, my 21-year-old, on the longest zip line. All right. And we sent my, my 18-year-old on a skydive. Either, so, either of these things you tested yourself beforehand? <laughs> I, or? I, have, I have done zip wires and I've done skydives. So, yes. Yeah, so okay. And we just, 
there are, we're, you know, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, and the, the boys are a bit as well. And we thought, you know, if you you can you can have something to take with you for the rest of your life, your 18th, your 21st, or you can have a memory forever. Right. And I think doing something that's a bit scary and doing something completely unique was worth it. So we celebrate, like to celebrate in style. Okay. And is there any hint to a celebration for uh, becoming the top IB school in the UAE? Is there a hint for the listeners, or is I haven't really thought about that yet. I, <laughs> Am I, I putting think, you... Uh, I, I haven't thought about something it. happen right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you're pushing me towards <laughs> me. I'll have a think after this. How's that? All right. Going to people and celebrations, and I know a lot of great things can happen when people go international. You go international, you take a risk, and you find yourself in Abu Dhabi, and maybe you, you go on the longest zip line, or you jump out of an airplane and look at the Palm, mm. Jumeirah Palm, or whatever it's called. I think that's correct. Yeah, yes, the part. Yeah. Why do people go international? Why do people go international? I think most people go international for adventure. Okay. Um, some people go for money because, um, you know, tax-free in a lot of countries, but actually you tend to find that then you end up spending more. So it's not necessarily, you know, the streets are paved with gold. Um, and I think eventually people do it for adventure. They do it from a bit of a release from their, their home country sometimes. I think... A lot of the countries where a lot of our staff come from, if they go back to their state system at home, it's highly demanding um, and maybe not as rewarding and, and the profession isn't celebrated as much. Whereas I think when you're international, you're often far more celebrated as a, as a professional, as an educator. Um, and I think people feel a lot more pride. Um, there's also more of a work-life balance, I think. I mean, you know, we, we expect staff to work hard and a lot of the best schools do. So people do put the hours in. But there's also an expectation that you go and enjoy being in your other country as well. I think if, I've said this to many people, if you live at home, wherever home might be, you know, your weekends tend to be taken up with DIY or whatever it else might sure. be. And I really think that, and I see all my friends back home, that, that's kind of what they will, they'll end up doing the weekends, whereas us, we don't touch DIY. We go out and we sit on the beach or we go out and have fun or we jump out of an aeroplane you know and, and there's there's, there's opportunity I'm not saying you can't do that at home but it's, it's kind of being international veers you more towards let's celebrate all the free time um, because I'm in a I'm in a, on an adventure right and I've been doing this 20 years and it's it still excites me 